Hey there, podcast listeners. Alexander here. Um, I just want to start off this episode by introducing a friend that may can help tell the story a little better. Doesn't I wait? I'm Mary Clay Klein. Say that a little I really more. Like to eat. Say that one more time, a little more oomph, and then more into gust. the into the mic. Okay, I'm Mary Clay Klein, an aspiring. Say that one more time. Say slowly, clean, Mary Clay Klein. No, no, no. Mary Clay Klein. I can't. I hate saying my name. This is Mary Clay. I guess I am a food writer. And I guess I'm kind of a food radio guy too. Maybe. But on the trip, we made it a point to set out to explore the food of Costa Rica. We did some Googling and... It was fine. Article after article, Google search after Google search was just rice and beans, rice and beans, gallo pinto, casados, and lots and lots of fruit, which is cool. I I, I love the fruit. I love, like, the pure... I, I love the pureness of it. I did miss spice and I miss, like garlic you know like just like the the underlying flavors that you don't think about until they're not there were people happy in costa rica though was i like, think this so is cool. but food was not a huge i mean not hook cuisine was not a big part of their culture you call it hook hottie yep. it's hook i thought it was hottie you're wrong, <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking wrong. you learn something new every day <laughs> okay yeah so yeah it's hook what do you what do you call um sweaters that have buttons Cardigan. Okay. I, what do I, you call it? Well, at first I called it a, a cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad made fun of me. I was like, Look. If you'd never heard it pronounced, then I guess it's fine. Cultured. But surely we wanted to find, find something or someone pushing for putting their name on the culinary map with, with Costa Rica in bold print. Yeah, let's go. And I believe we did. Okay, we're going to the organic market. This is Chef Federico Lozano of Maza Bistro. And we're all walking to the market just a few blocks from his restaurant. It's around 7 a.m. The sky's still that dark hue of blue. And there's not many people out, just a few construction workers. Chef Federico is a part of a small group of chefs and restaurateurs starting to make the cuisine of Costa Rica into the spotlight. And shake Ticos out of the rut. I, I see here that like not many people get up very early, you know. True. <laughs> it's a little bit more laid back, you know. <laughs> when, do, when does the typical Costa Rican or Tico uh, wake up? Um, in my case, I wake up really early because, you know, we open early. And I, when I go to the market, I do like to be there really early. So, yeah, I'm, I am one of those guys, you know, that go like uh, probably before rice sometimes. And as we mentioned earlier, this market is all organic. The producers and vendors have taken the leap to grow organic foods at a time when, when going organic wasn't quite as popular in Costa Rica. It was seen as more of a financial gamble. This organic market started um, approximately like six years ago. Federico is a native Costa Rican, and his brunch spot in downtown San Jose is pushing to innovate or rectify the food scene here in Costa Rica. And in some ways, that market is where that movement began. We walked around a couple neighborhoods with Federico leading the way. We then started down a hill and came to a hole in the fence with a staircase. And let's go this way. Okay. Uh, okay, I will say, so like, like describe where we are now. Like we've okay. like, we've <laughs> ventured farther and like sure. uh, away from where this we were. Place? Uh, well, we are in Barrio Aranjuez. Um, it's still in downtown and Barrio Aranjuez it's a very, very, very old neighborhood of San Jose. Um, 
here, it's, this is called the Polideportivo of Barrio Aranjuez. And this is where like the market is um, held. <laughs> and it just kind of, we just appeared out of nowhere, like, yeah. that was cool, wow. The end of the staircase and walkway opens up directly into that market. There are stalls everywhere selling all kinds of things. Federico knows everyone, and everyone seems to know him. If you want, we can like walk from others. What's that, my? This guy, um, he grows, um, he grows, he produces his own kombucha. It's really, really good. We can try some when we walk the other side. Definitely. And we spotted some other notable San Jose chefs wandering about. Let's see, we have uh, Chef uh, Doggy from uh, uh, restaurant Paparino. He's here uh, to look at uh, all the dog snacks. <laughs> Federico showed us some of the staples of the Costa Rican diet. So like, look at all kinds of different beans that you can get here. Um, wow, qué montón de frijoles. ¿Cómo se llaman estos? Ravisa. Ravisa. Sí. ¿Y estos? Blanco pintado. ¿Y estos? Mungo. ¿Y esto cómo oh. cómo? This is really awesome. Es para comer los germinados. Son muy nutritivos. Long beans. Frijol chino. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like bean sprouts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Very cool. Mary Clay is tagging along and having a ball. I love it. I'm like in heaven right now. So this is really cool. I've always been kind of curious what goes on inside the head of chefs and markets. What do they see in these different vendors, and like what do they what do they get out of this? You know, I come here for inspiration, but also um, sometimes to to get different products. Uh, like for example, this guy on the right, he is. Um, Within the last few years, it's been easy to spot growth. Federico remembers a time when he opened his first restaurant and how difficult there wasn't it was. Any kind of um, food and beverage, uh, you know, like scene, nothing. It was only residential. Um, so if you wanted to open a business, you had to go to the other side. So, anyways, you know, like uh, that place, it was open for two years gave me a lot of, you know, like perspective on not only what Costa Ricans want, but also um, what, like, what should you offer to the Costa Ricans? And of course, like, this is something that, I mean, first of all, you know, I'm Tico, so <laughs> it's nothing against uh, Costa Ricans, but our culture is, um, it's not used to like to take the risk in you know in a good way of, of saying of trying new things our part has been or tried to educate in you know the best way possible that there's way more things out there um, than what we're used to you know the last probably five years have been like um, a constant change in the gastronomy scene and offer for Costa Ricans and 
you know, it has been changing also the way of thinking of, uh, of Picos about food and about um, beverages. It's slowly but surely changing. You can have a mimosa while you're having your breakfast. It's okay. Like, these are passion fruit mimosas. They're really yummy. Try one. That's Liz Furlong, Federico's partner in Maza Bistro. Liz was born in Canada, but came down to Costa Rica and met Federico on her very first day working at a hotel in Monteverde serving drinks. So we're in Bebedero, which is uh, basically kind of Costa Rica's first cocktail bar. Now, we are at their newest venture, Bebedero Cocktail Bar. Um, we're in the heart of downtown San Jose, right off of Avenida Central, which is like a walking avenue. Um, kind of really popular for tourists, but we're just one step off and we're in um, the historical Steinforth building and we're hidden. We're kind of in the corner. It's a little hard to find us. You have to, you have to know where you're going, you know, so you definitely step in and, you know, when the lights are right and the music's right, you're like, wow, where am I? This is fun. <laughs> it confused some others, too. Bebedera is in a pretty inconspicuous location. Mary Catherine Carpenter is the Vita director and came to grab a few drinks and try some cocktails with us. She was a bit confused where this place was. Yeah, how did you guys like find this place? You, you didn't know what was going on, did you? No, I was a little freaked out at first because we got dropped off by our Uber, didn't really see a sign until we walked down the street a second, and then came into this sort of empty, tiny mall sort of thing. And we couldn't figure out at first even where it was, then we noticed it on the second story. And then we're like, how do we get up there? Glanced around, saw this crazy rickety metal ramp. We're like, I guess we go up that. And then just kind of poked our head in until we realized we were in the right place. I discovered Liz on Embiid Magazine, which had a feature about her, quote, jungle bartending. Sounded interesting, so I reached out. What are you making right now? I'm uh, making, this is, it's basically an infusion. So um, it's a liqueur and it has ortofel, which are these like colorful flowers, and it also has hibiscus. Before the shift, I hung around while she was preparing and making drinks. We use a lot of this, which is cacique, which is kind of what, um, what we were talking about. I didn't use it in this case because I needed something a bit sweeter for this recipe. But I use a lot of kisiki for my base infusions because it's really neutral and it's like really easy to work with to absorb other flavors. I was initially interested in pursuing a story about guaro, or cacique. It's the national spirit of Costa Rica. It's a clear, pure grain alcohol distilled from sugarcane, and it's synonymous in the Costa Rican culture. Like, what else will you add for a drink like that? So this goes great with gin, this goes great with tequila. Um, you could also put it with like a little sherry or... Even, like Aperol would be good too. But I would say like what is Costa Rica and what is Central America is definitely rum. Like that is probably the first people, you know, start drinking because it's like the most readily available. It's super inexpensive and we have like a, a great selection here. So I always try to encourage people to go for that because that's like, that's like you saying drinking bourbon in, in the South, like that's what we have. So we should exploit it and take advantage of it. Oh yeah, we try to use as much as we can because we have tons of seasonal fruits and herbs and, and really interesting things that maybe no one else is using. So um, I just always try to go to the market, see what's what's fresh and what's, what's around that we can play with. And I feel like we have a lot of really great access to tropical fruits that other people don't have. 
The wildest was this pickled green peppercorn. She pulled some out of a mason jar and ate one. I ate four. Mm. Ooh, little, ooh, little, little, yep, water. You're fucking gonna that. So wait, you yep. that one. It's got a kick, Coconut and, and it lingers. This happened a few minutes later during our interview. So how many other people work here? Ooh, that, that stuff is, let me, can I have a, a tasty food? What is this? A few hours later, the Vita crew shut up, cameras are blazing, and we all started trying drinks. It was such a blast. We ended up staying for several hours, several drinks, and several chili guaro shots. It was easily one of the coolest, best, most exotic cocktail experiences I've ever had. I mean, I was in San Jose trying drinks with aloe vera stir stick. That's just, that's crazy. So what is your experience with cocktails? This is a great day. Started at 5.30 a.m. from the hotel. And this cocktail, this cocktail radio thing could turn into something. For Veed Magazine, I'm Alexander Ritchie.